Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore. And thank you, as always, for joining me today on our new episode. And today, what we're going to do, I'm actually, this is actually going to be part one of a three-part series uh, that kind of all go together. And what I'm going to do is I really want to break down with you guys what we believe are the three phases that are really important when you dive into owning short-term vacation rentals. You've heard me talk about our systems and our processes and our frameworks and everything else. You've heard me talk about acquisition, management, marketing. But do you really know what that means? And I want to break that down for you a little bit. I think that Many times people assume that it's just, you know, it's as simple as acquiring a property, setting it up with management, and then putting it out there to market the property and get those bookings. And it's there's a lot more layers to those, each of those phases, than what many people understand. And so that's what the goal for me is with this, this three-part series is to kind of break down each of those processes, each of the, each of those phases, if you will. So you understand what we're really building when you hear me talk about we're building an acquisition machine, we're building a management machine, we're building a marketing machine. And so today we're going to start with the acquisition phase. And the acquisition phase is way more than just going out and purchasing a property. We, we focus on a lot of things way before we start even analyzing deals, right? The, the acquisition phase for us has five parts to it. We start with the planning stage, and I'll unpack each of these parts for you a little bit as we go through this episode, but we start with the planning stage. We move on to that understanding phase, understanding what we're getting into. Then we go in and start to locate. We start to identify locations and what we're looking for in specific locations. And then we, once we get through that location phase, we there's a lot of partners that we need to pull this acquisition off. And not all partners are created equal, and we have to build our dream team and, and understand the importance of building the right dream team and finding them. How do we interview them and all of those different things? And then we finally go to that last phase of acquiring a property and that acquisition phase of actually going and making offers, analyzing the deal, understanding the income potential, making offers, structuring the deal. All of those different things are part of the acquisition phase. And so really, when you dive into this game and you say, hey, I'm, I'm committed to buying a short-term vacation rental, Sean. And we say, okay, awesome. Let's let's wrap you into our world and kind of our view of this, this world and our process and our framework. We would start with kind of beginning with the end in mind, right? Stephen Covey's concept of begin with the end in mind. And we really start to map out your future, map out what, what what we're looking to do and understand what your property goals are. Understand what you're looking to gain and what the what what does this lifestyle asset mean for you? Because even though we both might be following the same process, our portfolio might look completely different based on some of these answers to these questions we're going to ask. And so that first phase is really under, or really planning out and mapping out the road ahead. And so once we do that, and that's, that's some goal setting, it's looking in the mirror and saying, you know, answering some tough questions maybe and, and understanding why we're doing things. You've heard me talk about my why before, because as we tackle something new and as we go down these roads, we have to, you know, we're operating at a certain level, capability level, and we have to raise the bar. We have to, we have to add, 
new capabilities and new, you know, new skill sets to our tool chest to be able to go pull off something new. And so we have to understand where we're at, where we want to go, and we have to map out that road ahead. And so that's really that first stage is planning it out. Then what we do is we have to really understand what we're getting into, right? Lifestyle, the lifestyle of vacation rental ownership might be different than for you than what you, you know, what you have in mind. It, the lifestyle of vacation rental ownership might be a little bit different, you know? And so we're going to talk about, you know, there's a lot of preconceived ideas about vacation rental ownership and we want to we want to talk about those and maybe you have a really good picture of what it is maybe you don't but we have to understand that you know understand what lifestyle assets actually are and what they're not you know some people think they're timeshares some people think that they're fractional ownership some people just assume you buy a property and throw it on Airbnb right that's not what what it is and there's some good benefits and there's some you know there's pros and cons to every single asset class and in this understand phase um, this understand part of the acquisition phase we're going to talk about some of those pros and cons and understanding what type of buyer you are, right? We identify your buyer type and we have three different buyer types that we're gonna identify and and you're gonna you're gonna look and say, okay, which box do I fit in? Because that's gonna help you and determine some of the, the answers to some of the decisions you're gonna have to make down the line when we're actually looking at properties and we're gonna reference back and say, okay, this might be a really good property for this buyer type. But if you're not in that buyer type, then you might want to keep looking because it doesn't it doesn't quite fit your criteria. So we're going to help you identify that, and then really going back and understanding what your property goals look like. And and so many people think that they understand the lifestyle that they're getting into with with vacation rental ownership. And so, but we want to really dive a little bit deeper and peel back a few more layers of the onion. And that all needs to be done in the acquisition phase way before we start looking at properties because. We have to what we're what we're really trying to do is narrow down our focus. And we have to start at the top and you know mapping out that bigger future, planning the road ahead and, and understanding where we're going down, this this understanding the the lifestyle as you know aspect of what vacation rental ownership looks like, understanding our buyer type. And as we start to ask more questions and get more answers, we're really starting to narrow down our focus. And and we start to identify that we 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 start to talk about different types of vacation rentals. You know, there's a lot of different types of vacation rentals. There's you know, there's larger homes. There's different types of property types, but there's also different types of vacation rentals. And what makes them all unique? You know, and what what is your competitive advantage with each type of vacation rental? And you know, is it you know what is your advantage with a tiny home versus you know a standalone home, or you know if it's a if it's a unique like treehouse type property versus kind of an urban type property? What are your what are the unique advantages advantages to each of those types of properties, and and how to identify what property types work in different locations? And that is that's that third step that we go through in that acquisition phase is identifying locations. How many times when you've thought about this is, you know, where where should you buy? You know, this is a big topic that a lot of people really start to have a little bit of a roadblock with because there's so many different options. And we start to second guess ourselves and say, well, you know, maybe this area is better than this area. And we look in this area and we start looking around and somebody else talks about, you know, I might be looking in the mountains and somebody talks about the beach. And I'm like, man, maybe I should go to the beach because I really like the beach too. So 
when we start to talk about locate the location, we have to revert. What we're doing is each of these steps build up builds upon the other one. So when we start to have all these questions running through our head about the location, we can start to look back and say, okay, what what were my property goals, and what did I identify and as my property goals when I was writing down, you know, when I was in the understand phase and when I was mapping out the bigger future. What what property type fits within my when I'm starting to identify these locations. What property type um, buyer? T- excuse me. What buyer type it, do I fall into, and does it fit into this type of a location? Right, and understanding and identifying profitable markets. Not all markets work really well for short-term vacation rentals. So, in that location phase, we're going to start to identify how to how to identify the profitable markets. We're going to identify different property types, and like like we talked about just a minute ago, is do they do they cross over? Does the property type I'm attracted to cross over into the market I'm attracted to? And understanding the different types of neighborhoods, where you can and can't um, operate short-term rentals. Most markets are, are becoming more and more restrictive. Doesn't mean that we can't do it, but we have to understand. You can't go put a 7-Eleven on every corner that in every neighborhood. You, you know, you're not going to... So just like any other asset class, short-term rentals are becoming very, very popular. And so municipalities are starting to put rules and regulations. How do you find that out? When we're in that locate stage of, of the acquisition phase, we're, those are the kind of questions we're answering. And so now we, again, like I'm taking it kind of down the funnel and every step of the funnel gets narrower and narrower and our focus gets narrower and narrower. So now we've identified the location that fits within our property goals, fits within our buyer type. And we're saying, okay, we we like this area. We like this location. We understand the neighborhoods and the areas that we're allowed to do short-term rentals. And now we kind of move over to that partner phase. And this is a huge part of it. This is a very, very hyper-local business. And you're going to have all these processes and things that you're going to be putting into place, but you're going to need some boots on the ground people that are very, that understand what you're doing and building that dream team. And there's really three major partners that we focus very heavily on on the front end. And that is your finance partner, right? What type of financing are you going to be getting? You have a lot of financing options. There's all the traditional type of financing routes. There's asset-based loans. And if you don't know what an asset-based loan is, an asset-based loan is when you the property itself actually qualifies for the for the loan. And the, the lender looks and says, excuse me, looks at the property and says, okay, yes, this property is can be self-sufficient. We're going to look at it as a business asset and, and can it pay for its pay for the loan basically on its own. Instead of looking at me as the borrower to pay back the loan, they're looking at the asset. We're going to start to identify those different lenders that I that offer those different types of lending products. And so you're building your team of lenders because you need that build. You better have better have that in line way before you start putting offers on, right? And so that's kind of our next step. We're going to build this team. Well, now as we start to run down this road and we've identified the location, now we're going to go try to find a great realtor partner. And we teach you how to tap into our network of vacation rental agents that we've, you know, we've been you, we've built a very extensive network across the country and we'll we'll help you kind of tap into that. But even if you're not part of our group, you should make sure that you interview and focus on agents who very much understand this game. You know, agents, just like anything else, realtors are not all created equal. Some of them specialize in, you know, just regular single family homes. Some of them specialize in commercial property. 
Others specialize now in short-term rentals and you want an agent that really specializes and understands this because they're gonna help you and they're gonna be a huge resource for you going down the line. But you don't want just you know an agent that you found on Zillow because you're just rolling the dice if and they might be just a jack of all trades they might not have any experience with short-term rentals and so you want to find somebody with a track a track record and a history in this game because they're going to be a great resource and then that third partner that we're really going to focus on is your management partner you know and that goes into that next phase of the of the game you know when we go into the management phase but we rely a lot on management partners in the acquisition phase we cross-check a lot of data with the great management companies in these areas. We're, you know, Management companies are a great source of off-market properties. And in these really competitive markets with very low inventory, management companies are a great resource and a great partner for off-market properties. And so we have that team that we're building in this acquisition phase. And so see, there's a lot of things to do before we even go into that understand or going into that looking at properties, right? We spent a lot of time up to date and I'm kind of going through this quickly because I know you, I, I try to get in and out of these episodes quickly so you can listen to them and we can dive deeper into each of the steps, but there's a lot to do way before we're looking at properties. And then that final, that fifth step in the process is the acquisition phase, right? They, where we're gonna go actually start looking at properties. Our, you know, our dream team, with our dream team and the, all the resources that we've put together, we're going to start looking at properties. Now we have to roll up our sleeves and really start to understand the income potential. And when we're looking at properties, you know, these are investments. Not every property makes money. We have to know how to run those numbers. There's a lot of moving parts when it comes to analyzing short-term vacation rentals. There's nightly rates that fluctuate on a daily basis. There's occupancy levels that fluctuate in every area, every season. You have peak seasons and off seasons and all the seasonality that you have to look at. And so we have to look at all those ratios between the acquisition cost and the revenue potential of a property to see if it has any any chance of making money. And so there's all these different things that we look at. And now we have to build that skill set on top of all of this other stuff. And so as and so that we can accurately make offers. When we see a property, we have to be able to move quickly, right? These markets are really hot. Most of the time we're competing with other people in multiple, you know, in most markets right now are just white hot. And so we have to be confident that we understand how, what the income potential is. We have to be confident on structuring a deal, understanding how we're gonna structure this deal, how we're gonna make offers, how we're gonna stand out because we're gonna be competing and how to be comfortable paying maybe over asking price and getting into bidding wars with people. We're not just we're not just rolling the dice and guessing, right? This isn't just a guessing process. We're going through all of these different things so that when we have to get into a bidding war and when we have to be aggressive and come in really strong on an offer, we're really confident to do that because we laid the groundwork and we set the laid this or built this foundation of understanding and knowledge and teams and where, where we jump into the game, we're like, okay, I've, I feel good about this. And so, guys, that's that's an, kind of what the when, when I refer to the acquisition phase, those are that's a lot that we're doing in that acquisition phase. And you know, it's not rocket science, but there's a lot of T's to cross, a lot of I's to dot when you go through the acquisition phase and building that acquisition machine. And it's not just Okay, now I'm looking at properties and making offers on properties. How do you know if the offers you're making 
are going to be a good deal for you? How do you know if the property, the pro- you might have a great property, but that property might not be great for you and your situation and your buyer type and your portfolio that you're building. And so going through the acquisition phase like we lay it out helps you answer those questions and, and really have an understanding that yes, this works. And yes, I feel confident being an aggressive. Yes, I want to move forward. And so Guys, that's what I wanted to chat with you about today. And so I wanted to hit on that part of it. And then next week, we're going to dive into the management phase. And there's a lot more in the management phase than just setting it up and getting it delivered. And so we'll we'll unpack all of those things that we do in the management phase. But you'll, what I hope to do is start to get your wheels spinning saying, oh, yeah, I didn't really think of that. Or, oh, yeah, I understand why I need this before that so that you can make better decisions and ask better questions and better questions give you better answers and better results so guys we'll wrap this episode up i'm really excited to dive into part two next week on the management phase so stay tuned subscribe if you if you're not so you get notified when we drop a new episode and as always thank you for being the best part of this show i very very much appreciate you guys always listening if you got any value out of it and you find any or know anybody else that's doing the same thing interested in short-term rentals share it with them you know share our show with them share our our links with them the websites wherever they can get more resources but just share it you know believe it or not reviews and shares of of our episodes are a big deal they really help us and uh, if you have any questions please respond to us in a direct in a dm us on on the social networks and and platforms um instagram on um is is probably the easiest at real sean moore and we'll get those and we'll answer those questions at the top of these podcast episodes and we'll we'll give you a shout out and make sure that we answer your question directly and so guys thanks for joining me today we're going to wrap this one up and next week we're going to talk to you about that second phase the management phase and building a profitable short-term vacation rental portfolio. Guys, make it a great day. Thanks, for, as always, for joining me, and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicey.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.